the 2020 and 2021 graduating classes specifically, um, you know, repayment is kind of a new experience, right? You haven't experienced what student loan repayment actually looks like. So this is going to this is going to be a little tricky. Um, if you didn't do anything with your student loans since graduation, then you're probably going to get a scary statement in January that says you have a standard 10 year monthly payment due, right? Because that still is the default repayment plan for anyone who doesn't choose another type of repayment plan after your grace period ends. That is student debt expert and VIN Foundation board member, Dr. Tony Bartels. And this is the VIN Foundation's Veterinary Pulse podcast, special student debt series. I'm Jordan Benchia, executive director of the VIN Foundation. Join me and our co-host and VIN Foundation board member, Dr. Matt Holland, as we talk with veterinary colleagues about critical topics and share stories, stories that connect us as humans, as animals, as a veterinary community. This podcast is made possible by individuals like you who donate to the VIN Foundation. Thank you. Please check the episode notes for bios, links, and information mentioned. Hey, Tony, welcome back. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me. This has been uh, become a, a frequent occurrence with all. It's becoming of, a series. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and not by intention necessarily. This definitely is just, not. All has to do with the changes that have been going on with uh, federal student loans and repayment recently. Exactly, and there's a lot of changes. Way more in the news than we usually see. Yep. Who thought that a pandemic would impact these things so vastly? Yeah. <laughs> So we're here to talk about the student loan repayment extension, and let's just dive right in like we always do. What's the latest? So the latest is that the pandemic forbearance, uh, so basically the pause of payments and interest uh, on federal student loans or federally held student loans has been extended through January 31st of 2022. And the Department of Education uh, on their website calls this the quote final extension. So um, that <laughs> usually, yeah, well, anytime <laughs> you mark anything as final, it's usually an indication that that's not going to be the case. Right. But uh, <laughs> I think they're going to try to make this the final one. But, you know, of course, as we've all seen, they can't really control the pandemic. So, you know, th- it depends on what's going on around that time frame as to whether or not this will truly be the final extension. But, you know, right now it's labeled as such. So that's the first time they've tried that. Okay. And who does this news impact the most? Is it everybody with student loans? I mean, you said specifically federal student loans. So for those with federal student loans, are is there a specific group that impacts more than others? You know, who do you see as the low-hanging fruit of impact here? Well, the, the impact is, and it has been, to what are considered to be federally held student loans. So um, you can have federal student loans that are not held by the Department of Education. Um, but hopefully, since this has been in place for you know well over a year now, most people have kind of figured out if they have the type of loans that are subject to the pandemic forbearance benefits versus those that don't. Uh, most of the non-federally held loans that live in the uh, federal student loan database are those um, 
for people who went to school prior to 2010. If you had some of the federal family education loans, um, sometimes those are federally held, sometimes not. And if you have some of the ones that are not federally held, then they wouldn't be eligible for the 0% interest rates and the, the payment um, the payment suspension. Um, but you could, if you wanted to, consolidate those into a direct consolidation loan. But again, at this point, um, since we're arriving or potentially approaching the end of this pandemic forbearance, I would, I would definitely want to check in um, with somebody before you before you go ahead and do that. So you said there's a difference between federal having federal loans and having federally held student loans. What is the easiest way if somebody still at this point doesn't know? What's the quickest and easiest way for them to check that? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, you should have. You, you'll be familiar now. Like I have some. Uh, <laughs> I have some. I have a very small balance from my undergraduate education of non-federally held student loans, and those are still in repayment. Right. I'm still accruing interest on them. Um, I still have an automatic payment set for those. And those have kind of been continuing on in repayment like the pandemic forbearance never happened. Right. So if you have non-federally held loans, then chances are those are still in repayment. Right. So uh, anybody that has federally held loans, that pandemic forbearance has automatically been applied. Right. So they're, they, you didn't have to do anything. Um, they would have automatically turned off your payments and automatically set your interest rates to zero. One of the other ways that you can tell is if you obtain your federal student aid data file, that will still contain both federally held and non-federally held loans. And if you upload it to the VIN Foundation My Student Loans tool in the Loan Servicers tab, you can actually see uh, who holds your federal student loan. So anything that's held by the Department of Education, a federally held loan, will have Department of Ed at the beginning of that loan servicer name. Got it. So anyone that's got private loans or federal loans that are not held, they're still paying as regular. They haven't had this sweet period of no payment. Right. Now, there is some variability there. So some of the private lenders have put a, you know, kind of a um, deferment or made a deferment eligible for you if you wanted to take it. Uh, mm-hmm. But those are those those are highly specific to the the loan type that you have, right? So the federally held loans are all consistently uh, have the pandemic forbearance consistently applied across them. Okay, so what should colleagues do now for all the repayment plans for the federally held loans to make sure they're ready for January? And I know that we ask this question whenever we have part of the student debt series podcast, but I I feel as though there's got to be some people that are just like, oh, well, I don't have to pay anything. So, oh, I'm just going to not think about it. So as you know, if this is, dare we say, the final extension, how should our colleagues be prepping for it? Yeah, so I would still enjoy the remaining non-payments and the Mm -hmm. fact that interest is not accruing. Uh, But you want to start thinking about what repayment looked like before the pandemic forbearance period for you. So if you had a monthly payment due prior to the pandemic forbearance period starting, then that's going to be the monthly payment that starts presumably in February of 2022 when the pandemic forbearance period ends. So, you know, start looking at, you know, digging up that information. What what was my monthly payment before the pandemic forbearance period started? Again, if you lost track of that, you can obtain your federal student aid data file and upload it to the VIN Foundation My Student Loans tool, and it'll show you what your monthly payment was uh, prior and the repayment plan that you were using prior to the pandemic forbearance period starting. Uh, update your budget, right? So make sure that you're prepared to have that payment hit your 
budget as it currently exists. Uh, again, if that happens in February. Um, but just getting familiar with all of the information that uh, that you had prior to um, prior to the pandemic forbearance period uh, taking effect. So that's really helpful for colleagues who have paid student loans before. But now we are seeing not only one, but two graduating classes from veterinary school come out. And both of those classes for class of 2020 and class of 2021 have never paid student loans, right? Yeah. So for those colleagues who have never paid those student loans due to forbearance period, how do you recommend they use their this time? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And I think that um, we do have to point that out specifically that you know the, the 2020 and 2021 graduating classes specifically, um, you know, repayment is kind of a new experience, right? You haven't experienced what student loan repayment actually looks like. So this is going to this is going to be a little tricky. Um, if you didn't do anything with your student loans since graduation, then you're probably going to get a scary statement in January that says you have a standard 10 year monthly payment due, right? Because that still is the default repayment plan for anyone who doesn't choose another type of repayment plan after your grace period ends. Right. So if you graduated into the pandemic forbearance period in 2020 or 2021, you still had a grace period and that grace period still end or will end in a couple of months here. Uh, and your loans will kind of automatically go into that standard 10 year repayment plan. But, you know, again, you won't have a payment due until the pandemic forbearance period officially ends. So you uh, you have to pay a little bit of extra special attention uh, to prevent having that what could be a significant monthly payment due once the pandemic forbearance period ends. So that's where you know we we try to get new graduates specifically uh, through the new grad playbook um, webinar that we do to graduate, consolidate, and apply for an income-driven repayment plan. Right, so uh, mm -hmm. you can still do that during the pandemic forbearance period and you will still benefit from the no interest and no payment due you just can control which repayment plan you're in uh as well as the loan servicer that you're that you're using after um after repayment starts yeah and we will do you know i will everything that tony's mentioning as you guys know we will put the links and information in the episode notes and we will also do a webinar um, as we get close to this end of January time, we will do a webinar on what to do, what to look out for, um, especially for those that have never paid. Right. <laughs> so that when you get that scary notice, it, like we're at least here to help you a little bit. <laughs> so this is, of course, not the only news for student loan borrowers. We've heard of a few loan servicers now, not just FedLoan, um, who are not going to be servicing loans after this year. How does that play into this continued extension? Because it sounds like we have some loan servicers who are going to stop servicing loans before the end of this year, right, in December, but yet the forbearance continues into January. That seems a little tricky. How, does, how do we begin to navigate that? Yeah, so there that is also uh, complicating things, and I, I believe that that's probably one of the major reasons why the, uh, the pandemic forbearance was extended um, mm -hmm. for another several months. Anyway, was because we ha we have two loan servicers that have announced so far that they're no longer going to service federal student loans uh, by the end of the year, and the big one being Fed Loan Servicing. So the other the other one is Granite State. So if you have 
uh, either Fed loan servicing or Granite State, then you want to, again, pay extra special attention to what's going on as repayment restarts. Because if you have one of those two loan servicers, uh, either one of those two loan servicers, your loans are going to get moved before the end of this year. And unfortunately, you know, mistakes get made when loans get moved from one loan servicer to another. The particularly complicating factor this time around is Fed Loan Servicing is one of the biggest loan servicers, right? So they they service uh, the most balance of federal student loans out there, as well as the highest number of borrowers out there. So they're one of the major loan servicers, and they were also the loan servicer who was tasked with officially monitoring public service loan forgiveness progress. So this is a pretty big bomb being dropped for borrowers, uh, particularly those who have Fed loan servicing, and the chances are quite high that you might, uh, mm -hmm. as well as anyone who's working towards public service loan forgiveness. So is it possible that new graduates from class of 2020 and 2021 have Fed loan, have never paid, never had to pay, make a payment, and now they, they are going to need to find a no loan servicer all before they even have to make a payment? Well, there's a good chance that many recent graduates have Fed loan servicing um, just by odds that right, again, right. they're one of the biggest loan servicers, but also because we've been recommending that people choose them <laughs> as their You're loan welcome. servicer <laughs> as part of their consolidation process. And that was, that was mostly because of their role with uh, monitoring public service loan forgiveness right, progress. Right. Right? So none of the, unfortunately, none of the loan servicers are very good at administering the income-driven repayment plans. And, and that's part of the reason why a couple of them are quitting, because it takes a lot of time, effort, and money to administer these very complicated repayment programs. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, uh, there's we, there's nothing there's no way we could see that happening. Of course and not. Right. Of course, when you know, whenever the Department of Education comes out and says whoever the next official monitor of public service loan forgiveness is going to be, that's probably who we're going to recommend going forward right. after you consolidate your loans. But you don't, you know, the, the the except for the consolidation process, you don't have the ability to choose your loan servicer. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyone who has Fed loan servicing now who's in repayment or who has Granite State management, they your loans are going to get moved automatically and probably randomly reassigned to a different loan servicer. Now, if you have public service loan forgiveness qualifying time, they may make sure that you get moved to whoever they're going to deem as the public service loan forgiveness monitor going forward, but we don't know that yet, right? Mm -hmm. So the only thing that you can do right now is just uh, information gathering, right? So go into your Fed loan servicing account, go into your Granite State uh, student loan account, download as many of the statements as you possibly have access to. If you don't have access to all of them, you want to request an entire log of mm -hmm. your repayment history with, with that loan servicer, I would make sure that all of your contact information is up to date. So your, right, email, your, address, your address, yeah, you all of that stuff, your phone number with your loan servicers, as well as in the studentloans.gov portal, right? Because that's going to be where they go to grab the, uh, you know, your contact information when they're going to start rolling out, hey, we're moving your loans from Fed loan servicing to somebody else, or mm -hmm. hey, repayments being restarted. So you want to make sure that that information's up to date anyway. So you're receiving all of the communications that's going to be happening uh, as those loans get moved and as we all re enter repayment. 
Yeah, that's there's so much, and yeah, of course we we never would have recommended Fedloan if we had any idea. And you know, I say you're welcome sarcastically, but we feel horrible just for so anyone being in this situation. And we're we are here to help you. I assure you that you're not alone. So, where can colleagues go for updates? So uh, the the best place to go for an update right now is the uh, studentloans or studentaid.gov website. So studentaid.gov is uh, at right at the top of the page. They've been they have a link to all of the announcements pertaining to the pandemic forbearance, and mm-hmm. that page is actually quite good in terms of providing very detailed uh, answers to many of the common questions that come up, uh, no matter where you are in the borrowing or repayment process. So that's the first place I would start. But that's also where you go uh, to log in. Um, to to studentaid.gov to find your student aid data file. That's where you want to check and make sure that your contact information is up to date. So your email, your address, all, so they can contact you with all of the uh, information uh, pertaining to the end of the pandemic forbearance and loans being moved if your loans are serviced by Fed Loan Servicing or Granite State. Uh, I would also check out vinfoundation.org and the blog posts that we put up periodically, as well as these podcasts. And the Vin Foundation Student Debt Center really is designed to help you make sense of all this. So if you mm-hmm. grab that student aid data file, you can upload it to the My Student Loans tool. You can see the loan summary you have, which repayment plan you were using prior to the pandemic forbearance, uh, which income-driven repayment plans you're eligible to use, who your loan servicers are, whether or not you have federally held loans versus not. All that information is is um, is presented in an easy to understand way. And then of course you can start to simulate your repayment, sending that information over to the student loan repayment simulator to see which repayment strategy is going to be best for you uh, once the pandemic forbearance period ends. And if you need help with any of that, then there's also a link to the uh, student debt message board area where we've been providing personalized assistance to our veterinary veterinary colleagues. Yes, and that is available. You don't need to have a VIN membership for that. That is on VIN, but it's in a separate area where uh, it doesn't have access to the full community. If you're not a VIN member, you can get access through VIN Foundation access. We just have a couple of questions to just get you a login. Um, and all those links are in the episode notes. So like with everything the VIN Foundation does, it's all free for veterinary colleagues at every stage. So we are here to help you um, and make sure you check out those links. Is there anything else you think our listeners need to know about this news, Tony? Yeah, no, I think it's just a, you know, I know it sounds like a lot. Um, <laughs> and there is a lot going on, but, it, you know, again, take a deep breath. It's a great time to kind of reassess your budget as you're going to roll into, eventually, we're all going to have to start paying back our student loans at some point here. So making sure that that's going to fit into your budget, but also taking stock of whether or not you're using the appropriate loan repayment strategy for your circumstances. So, um, and we're here to help. So I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, ask questions, take a deep breath. Um, We have answers to most of the questions that everybody's been asking during this uh, confusing time when it comes to student loans. And and there's definitely resources and and colleagues out there that that can help you work through all of this. Absolutely. And we're here to help. You're not alone. All those links are there. Feel free to reach out. We have a lot of resources to help you. And if we don't know the answer, we'll do our best to find it for you. Thanks so much for joining us again, Tony, for the student debt series, the debt doctor series. (laughs) We're going to need to start naming these something. Right. Thanks again for having me. and, And we look forward to helping in any way we can. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Veterinary Pulse. 
Please check the episode notes for additional information referenced in the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow, subscribe, and share review. We welcome feedback and hope you will tune in again. You can find out more about the VIN Foundation through our website, vinfoundation.org, and our social media channels. Thank you for being here. Be well.